0: Hi, everybody. I'm Daisy Jordan, and welcome to Living in a Postcard. I'm going to jump right in where I left off at the end of the last episode. I had started to talk about Andy's and my new Pomsky puppy, Ghost, and I wanted to give some more details on her, and I have a lot more details to give now since it's been uh, almost two months again since my last episode, and I really am going to try to do more frequent episodes. I know I keep saying that and then it's like almost two months again, but I guess that is the life of a new homeowner and new puppy owner. (laughs) So, uh, I did, uh, talk a little bit in the last episode about just some basics about A Pomsky, like I said, so a Pomeranian Husky mix. And Andy and I had really first heard of Pomsky's last summer in 2021 when we were in Madison uh, visiting with some of his friends up there. One of them had a Pomsky and we just thought it was such a cute dog. And so after Wade, our previous dog, died that was a breed that we were kind of interested in and i told in the last episode kind of about how we found her and we ended up getting her in mid-march and she was five months old then so she is eight months now and i also said that she was not at all potty trained when we got her and i would still say she's only about 90 percent potty trained i just ordered some bells off amazon yesterday that are supposed to come later this week and i'm hoping that that's gonna help we're gonna start trying to teach her to Uh, ring the bell every time we go outside and so that hopefully when she needs to go, she will ring the bell to ask us because that seems to be the issue that we're still having with her right now is she doesn't ask us when she needs to go. She just goes in the house sometimes right in front of us and we've we've really tried from the beginning to set a good routine with her. We even wrote out her schedule, I keep it in my phone, and Andy has certain walks at certain times that he takes her on and I have certain walks at certain times and we've tried to keep her meal times consistent and trying to give her like an hour of activity every night and that kind of thing. And one thing that we found right off the bat that we loved was doggy daycare. I don't even remember what gave us the idea of sending her there. I think it was we were actually at the point after probably like three, two, three weeks with her where we felt like we might need to do some kind of formal training because not even so much for the potty training I mean that would be great but she was well okay I'll say she has two distinct personalities and she's kind of switches from one to the other it seems like she has one personality that is very sweet and calm and almost timid. She's pretty shy around new people, which is great because she doesn't jump up on them and she doesn't rush to the door if somebody's there. She just kind of hangs back a little bit and it takes her a little bit to get used to people, especially males we've noticed. And one thing that has worked for some guys we know is if they kind of sit down down with their back to her and hold out a hand, and then she'll come right up. Um, But she, she really latched on to Andy and me, I would say, immediately. I remember my parents saying within the first week of us having her like, wow, she's really bonded to you guys already. And she is just the sweetest, sweetest puppy. And just, she can give you this look in her eyes. And like I said, in the last episode, it's impossible to really get mad at her if she gives you that look. And she She just wants so much attention and love, and she wants so badly to be friends with our four cats. And, uh, but then she has her wild personality. And when she is wild, it's like nothing can stop her. And you just look into her eyes and you see wildness. Like, I would just love to be in her brain when her eyes look like that and just see what is going around in her brain. Like I imagine it just being a swirl of like squeaker toys and cats or something. And we joke that she kind of thinks she's part cat and is probably gonna think that more and more because she's being raised with four cats. But she loves other dogs and she has made best friends with my parents' dog, Finney. And my parents and Finney and their cats are up in Indiana now for the summer, but while they were still here in Florida, Finney and Ghost would play a few times a week, and that was amazing for both of them because they just run around and chase each other and playfully bite at each other, and they just go on and on and on, and it would really wear them both out. And... We were to the point where we thought we might need some help with training her on certain things because when she gets in that wild mindset, like I said, it's like nothing can stop her. And I mentioned in the last episode she had started to get in the cat litter boxes and take poop out of there. And we solved that by putting up a baby gate to that section of the house, and that's been really great because not only does it keep her out of the litter boxes, but it also gives the cats a private area of the house where they can go if they just kind of want to be away from her. And she really, really, really wants to be friends with the cats. But one of the other problems we've had with her is she's a little too rough with them sometimes. She, She plays really rough with Finny, sometimes my parents' dog, and they both love that. But with the cats, the cats don't really love that so much. And she'll kind of run up to them and like put her chin down and put her paws down and jump right in front of them, kind of like she's pouncing. And it's really clear she's trying to play with them. And a couple of them will just kind of like ignore her or hiss at her a little bit. But Uh, and just kind of walk away. But uh, when she gets really wild, she'll kind of follow them and chase them and like jump on top of them. And so that's really a behavior that we wanted to put a stop to. And uh, our one cat, Midnight, I think actually kind of likes to play with her. Uh, When Ghost does that to Midnight, Midnight will kind of advance on her and swat at her. And then uh, Ghost will you know, dash around and they they play pretty much every day a couple different times. And so that's good. Um, But we were thinking we might need some professional training help. And so we were looking into that a little bit and we opted to just try out doggy daycare and see what she might pick up there just from the other dogs, from the people. And uh, so we did that for a couple days and absolutely loved it. Uh, they had uh, uh, several pet cams that you can just log on and watch during the day. And anytime that I had like 30 seconds to spare, I was like logging on and obsessively stalking my dog at Doggy Take Care to see what she was doing. And the first day she seemed pretty shy, but the second day she made really good friends with another Pomsky And that was back in the beginning of April, so about three weeks after we got her that we were sending her there and she went twice. And then unfortunately she hit her six month birthday and couldn't go back until she was spayed. And we had already made a spay appointment at the vet, but the first appointment we could get was June 1st. So we were like, oh my gosh, what are we gonna do for six weeks until we can take her back to doggy daycare? because it just tired her out so much and then she didn't bother the cats as much at home and she didn't act as wild at home and so the let's see it was on that week that we took her to doggy daycare we took her on a Tuesday and Thursday and then that uh Thursday night, Andy and I actually flew up to Minneapolis for the weekend. That's where Andy had lived before moving down to Florida, and we just kind of wanted to revisit. We had some flight credit that we could use, and so we just decided, let's go back to Minneapolis for a weekend. And so we did that, and Andy's parents were uh, watching Ghost, and she was staying with them and they had mentioned they might go to the dog park with her and on the friday andy and i were in a bar and we get this video from his mom of ghost and she had made this little video where it looks like ghost is talking in this funny voice and it was kind of loud in the bar where we were and so i couldn't really hear what the video said i just heard it say something about like fun at the dog park and so i just texted Andy's mom and said, oh good, I'm glad she had fun at the dog park. (laughs) And the next text from Andy's mom comes back and says, you might want to listen to the video again. I wonder what a Pomeranian Husky golden golden retriever Chihuahua mix will look like. And I was like, oh my gosh what? So I try to hear the video again and Andy and I can't really hear it. So I go into the bathroom and it's like ghosts sitting there in her harness, you know, making it look like she's saying in this funny little voice, I'm so hot. I'm in heat. The guys and I had a great time at the dog park today. <laughs> And I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. So I text Andy's mom and I'm like, wait, is she really in heat? Do you think she could actually be pregnant? And Andy's mom is like, no, no, no. We didn't even take her to the dog park. We realized she was in heat. So, (laughs) oh my goodness. We were hoping she would make it to her spay date before going into heat. But we had read that smaller dogs do tend to go into heat younger. And she literally went like a day before her six-month birthday, so when we got back from Minneapolis, you know, we went through that. Um, So, you know, it lasted about 10 days and uh, we made it through that. And uh, she did get spayed now and had to wear her little cone of shame for a while. But we got this cool flower cone that we switched to after a while. And we really thought she might chew it up, but she didn't. And she got lots of compliments every time we would Walk her, and I actually happened to be in Indiana at the time that she had switched to the flower cone. I had driven up there with all the pets to visit my family, and. Uh, My parents were having a garage sale and Ghost kind of became the garage sale mascot. She loved sitting out there in the garage and greeting everybody. So, uh, you know, we figured out a few tricks along the way, um, just reading online different ideas and kind of trying something to see what works um we, like one thing that i have found works with her is when she chases the cats i just pick her up i put her in the laundry room for like 2 minutes and she's she doesn't scratch at the door. She doesn't bark, which I was honestly shocked. Um, but she seems to kind of realize that's her timeout spot. And when she comes out of there, she most of the time is completely calmed down. And I actually, uh, you know, probably shouldn't jinx myself by saying this, but haven't had to use timeout for her much in the last few days. So that's helped for sure. I'm hoping the bells that I ordered will help with the potty training. And she, uh, one other thing she's been doing a lot of is chewing things she shouldn't like rugs and Andy socks. And she chewed a pair of my flip flops and just, you know, different stuff like that. And um, so we found different things she really likes, like rawhides and squeaker toys and We got some spray that's like the bitter apple spray that we've put on the rugs, and that has really seemed to help with her not trying to chew the rugs so much anymore. And uh, just a couple days ago, I had the idea of... So the other thing that she'll do is she'll lose her toys under the couches and under the furniture, and then she'll become obsessed, and she'll start chewing on the bottom of the couch or whatever, trying to get her toys. And no matter like how much we try to block her from getting them under the couches, she still seems to manage to do it within about 30 seconds of giving it back to her. And it's like we can't even watch an episode of a show. like An hour episode takes us two hours to watch because we're constantly giving her her toys back. And so Um, I finally found something just a couple days ago that I tried and so far has worked tremendously well, which is just a spray bottle of water. And we used to do this when I was growing up with my family's cats when they would try to climb the Christmas tree. We kept a spray bottle there in the living room and we would just spray at them and they would go flying away. And this has worked Amazingly, so far, she does not like it and she just darts away to the other side of the room whenever I spray her. So, we're gonna get a couple more of those, and just so I don't have to, or Andy doesn't have to carry it around the house with us everywhere we go, and keep some in a few different prime locations where she seems to chew on inappropriate things like the couch or whatever. So hopefully she doesn't become like immune to the spray bottle. Hopefully that'll keep working long enough to teach her not to chew on those things. And she has made a lot of progress with the cats or maybe I should say the cats have made progress with her. Like Jell-O, for example, was probably the most leery of her when we first got her. And then it was like one day a switch just flipped and Jell-O just figured out how to deal with her. And now Jell-O comes right around her. They lay on the bed together jello just you know she's not scared and the they have all managed to more and more lately all coexist on the bed together which is something that we definitely want to make happen that they can all sleep there peacefully together and ghost isn't launching herself off the bed landing on top of one of the cats because she knows now that that lands her in timeout. um and the cats have just gotten a lot more comfortable. And I mentioned that I was up in Indiana uh, recently visiting my family. And if you have been listening to the podcast since the beginning, last summer I did an episode called Road Trippin' where Andy and I were traveling up to Wisconsin and then I was going on to Indiana while he flew back to Florida to come back to work. And we took all the pets with us and we were going to Andy's lake cabin in Wisconsin and I was visiting my family in Indiana. And so, you know, we just did that road trip again. This is like our annual road trip. And I think that really traveling in the car together the whole way north and the whole way south and in between really kind of helped bond them as a pack and when we were at my parents house they all slept on the bed with me when we were at andy's lake cabin they all slept on the bed with us together and then since getting back there has been a little bit of like falling back into old habits but i would say that it's better than it was before we left so definite progress and i just really had no idea how difficult it is to raise a puppy because I had never really done it before. Andy had raised Wade since he was a puppy. And, you know, Wade was a great, great behaved dog when I met him when he was about eight. And Andy just did such a good job training him because Andy has said he had some definitely bad habits as a puppy. And, you know, my first puppy that I got was Domino, and I got her for my fourth birthday, so I wasn't the one training her. And then she lived to be 17, and so by the time my parents got – we had another dog along with Domino, Abby, and, you know, we – got Abby shortly after Domino, so I was really young and didn't help with really training either of those dogs. I helped take care of them, of course, but was too young at four to really do much of the training or any. And then by the time my parents got Wrigley and Malibu, our next set of dogs, I was in college. So yeah, I just didn't really know what I was getting into. And there have definitely been some tears throughout the process. And it has not always been my perfect postcard, but, you know, every time that it has been a struggle, I have after, you know, taking some time to cool off when I get really frustrated, I've just kind of told myself, like, you know... How am I going to make this my postcard where like all the pets are coexisting together nicely? Hi, Jello. Jello just came to join me for the podcast. And, you know, I've just worked with Andy to come up with strategies to make that happen. And so we are, we are well on our way. And, um, I th- oh, one other funny story that I did want to tell about Ghost is I mentioned she and our cat Midnight like to play together, and so way back when this kind of first started, so this is probably like early April, it was maybe only the second day or so that Ghost and Midnight had played together. And they had kind of chased each other from the living room out onto the lanai and Andy and I had just finished watching TV in the living room. And I went in to brush my teeth for bed. And all of a sudden, Andy goes, somebody's in the pool. And so I we go rushing out. And I'm like, it's midnight, it's midnight. And midnight's in the middle of the pool kind of like flailing around and cats can swim. I know uh, Jell-O has fallen in my parents' pool before because she likes to lean way down and drink water out of the pool. And That was once when my parents were uh, pet sitting for us and my mom was in the house and heard the splash. And by the time she got out there, Jella was just doggy peddling her way right to the steps like she knew exactly where to go to get out. And two of my parents' cats have also fallen in the pool drinking water and both also swam right to the edge and got themselves out. And... Uh, you know, I think it was just like that moment of panic for midnight and midnight has fallen in our hot tub before because she, uh, jumped and didn't realize the cover wasn't on. (laughs) And so that happened at the old house. She flew out of there within like a split second. I don't even know how she got herself out because there's nothing on the interior that her claws could hook into, but she just somehow flung herself out of there ran as far down the lanai as she could and spent about two hours cleaning herself. (laughs) So anyway, we both rush out there when Andy says somebody's in the pool. And I'm like, it's midnight, it's midnight. And we both like rush to the edge of the pool. And Andy like holds out his arms and she swims to him. And then he pulls her out. And it happened to be right in front of our bedroom. And the door to our bedroom was open. And so midnight goes flying into our bedroom under the bed. I cannot believe how much water she brought with her. Like it was a small pond underneath our bed. And I was like, I don't know how we're gonna clean this. Thank goodness for the new vinyl plank water resistant flooring, it held up. And we used several towels and midnight again, spent about two hours cleaning herself. And unfortunately, neither of us saw exactly what happened. Uh, But afterwards, one of the cushions on the Lanai couch was like knocked off the couch. So we just think Ghost and Midnight were kind of chasing each other and Midnight flew out there, probably jumped across the couch and she goes on tears when she gets in you know, a mood or hyper or wild. And I had seen her before kind of jump a corner of the pool and barely land. And so I think what probably just happened based on where she fell into the pool is she probably tried again to just kind of like jump a corner of the pool and she missed. So anyway, <laughs> she's fine. Um, but yes, quite uh the adventure for her and she and ghost still play together it did not scare her off from that at all and she still drinks out of the pool and leans in and stuff so we'll see so far she is the only cat that's fallen in our new pool and ghost actually fell in andy's parents pool uh but unfortunately we didn't see that either we heard a splash and then his parents dog Sophie was in the or like ran to come get us and by the time that we got there ghost was like kind of on the edge of the pool and then Andy's mom pulled her out but yeah so lots of excitement <laughs> um so that is kind of what's been going on with ghost and so we are now a two person four cat, one dog, family, <laughs> and um, we are, you know, just always still trying to come up with new ideas that work for the dog, and actually two of my friends have told me that they, and both of them have kids, and they both thought that raising a puppy was more difficult than raising a kid, so that was encouraging to hear, <laughs> I think, Um so anyway, uh I will keep you updated in future episodes if I come up with any more Uh, life hacks, you know, or puppy training hacks or anything like that, but you guys probably have all figured them out already anyway if you have raised puppies of your own. So I'm very excited when I come back from the break, I am going to have my very first ever podcast guest, as promised in the last episode, my friend Tracy. So I'll be back in a minute and uh, Tracy will be with me.
1: Welcome back, everybody. So, I have my first official podcast guest on with me, my friend Tracy. Hey, Tracy. Hey, Lindsay. I'm excited to be here
2: and to be your first guest. So, I'm so excited
1: too. Yes, thank you so much for joining. And I thought you would be the perfect first guest because you also are a writer. So for those of you out there who don't know Tracy, or maybe you don't know this about her, she also has a podcast. It's called Beauty and the Unknown, and she also has a blog with the same title, and she also writes a lot of poetry. So Tracy, just kind of tell us how you got started in all of this with writing and podcasting.
2: Okay, I'm happy to. So basically, I started my blog in March of 2020, um, right before the pandemic hit. Um, I had made my first post in February of 2020, um, and I had been dealing with, my dad had passed away in like December 2019, and about six months before that, my grandma had passed away, and then before that, my uncle had passed away. Um, so I had a lot of like grief and emotions and feelings to kind of um, go through and just when I was writing um, it just everything was kind of more clear and um, easier to deal with and it just kind of helped me to process emotions so uh, my first my first blog post I was very very scared to like let other people read um, because most of my writing had just been in journals um, where nobody else would read it Um, but it was kind of ironic like the first post was called beauty in the unknown and it was basically about how you know our lives can change so quickly um, and just how we can look and see like there has to be something good that comes out of even like the darkest moments. Um, so I kind of like talked about the unknown and like dealing with that kind of thing. And then a few weeks later was when we were all sent home, like and COVID had hit. So it was, it was really interesting timing. Um, so then I just continued to post like when I was inspired, um, So, yeah, that's how I got started.
1: That's so interesting. And especially what you said about how good can come out of dark places, because that's exactly what I was thinking as you were talking, like, obviously, there were some dark things you were going through with, uh, you know, the loss of your dad, the loss of your grandma. But I was thinking, you know, what you were saying, like, you had journaled in the past, but you had never put your writing out on a public stage. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: just being able to express yourself that way and being vulnerable that way is a good thing that came from that. And I was just thinking that, and then you said it. And so, yeah, that is really, really just interesting. How long had you been journaling before you ever started your blog?
2: Maybe like consistently, maybe like just a couple, a couple of years. And it was more of like finding things to think to like be thankful for like so like writing gratitude journals and just um yeah so kind of like inspired writing so probably a couple years um but I'd say like kind of at that time then everything came together
1: yeah and I just feel like you have kind of and i don't know if you agree with this or not but maybe always kind of been a writer in your soul or something I, do you feel that way or no yeah i do
2: and it was funny because like i had in third like i was going through this some things at my parents house and i found like a journal from like third grade and it said like what do you want to be and i was like a writer and a teacher Oh my (laughs) gosh. So I and I had kind of thought about it too but like when my cousins and I were were growing up we would like do plays and I would like write a whole story about Thanksgiving and like I would write. So yeah I think that I always have been um, but then kind of took a like, we'll just say practical turn and like, I'll go into finance because that sounds
0: good.
1: Well, this is so cool because I'm learning things about you that I didn't even know. And it sounds like we probably would have been great friends even as kids because I was pretty much doing the same thing, like writing stories throughout childhood. And then like, you know, I don't know that I ever did plays with friends or cousins or anything, but I totally would have wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's just so cool to learn that about you. Yes. So I know recently you've been doing a lot of poetry. So how did your blog um, kind of evolve into a podcast, evolve into poetry? Okay. So
2: I would say my blog is more like about inspiration and grief. Um, And then I had like, it's, it's really cool to have people like, Come to me and say, "Hey, your blog post really spoke to me and was very inspirational." And then, as time went on, what was really cool is certain song lyrics, like, would come to me, like into my mind, and I would know that would be the like the next blog post would be the title, but I wouldn't really know what I was going to write about until I like started writing. Um, so that was really cool. And that still is happening. Um, but then I, so that blog, Oh, so then a podcast. So I don't know. I just started thinking like, how else can I share my words? Um, because there's so many different ways, like there's, there's YouTube, this, this podcast anchor. Um, and so I just started thinking like, well, I have all these blogs I could at least like read them and that would be another way because like I like to listen to audiobooks like when I'm driving and stuff. So mm-hmm. I thought that would be another way to like reach audiences. And then um, like in October 2020, um, I just somehow like, I don't know, had a started like writing like poetry. Um, words would kind of come to me, um, inspired words. And so I started writing those and those are mostly about like love and inspiration. So it's kind of interesting because the blog has been a lot about grief and my poetry is more about love. Um, So it's kind of cool, like how, you know, they've, I guess my writing has evolved or just like changed into different ways.
1: Yeah, I love that. And that is really cool. And I I love what you said about song lyrics and how you might hear a song and that will inspire you for a title, but you're not even sure yet what you're going to write. I've actually had the same thing happen to me where a song has sort of inspired a part of a plot for an entire book and I have kind of based or built a plot around a song that really spoke to me in some way or that reminded me of one of my characters and obviously song lyrics are so powerful to so many people mm-hmm. and I know that if I saw a blog post or a podcast with a title that was the title of a song or song lyrics that would definitely draw me in even if I didn't really even know what the content was going mm-hmm. to be. So, and I love your poetry. I've been Mm -hmm. fortunate enough to get to read a lot of it. And uh, I think that that is very, very cool that it's focused on love and inspiration. And I agree, it is very inspirational. I love reading it. I love that it's very positive. And I also love reading your blog and or listening to your podcast. I've definitely teared up when reading your blog. Mm -hmm. And I do think it's true that... It can, like the things that you're talking about, anyone can relate to them and anyone can be touched by them. And same with your poetry in a different way, kind of, but also the same way. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you. Thank you. So how do you what's your writing process for your poetry? Do you sort of know what you're going to write when you start or does it come to you and and then you kind of have to remember it in your head until you can sit down and write it or just tell us a little bit about that. Okay. Um, So my
2: poetry, again, like my um, blog is just like inspired. So I might be like taking a walk and I will have to like take out my phone and write down the poem that like has came to me. Um, Or I just like a lot of times, like I have to be still like to hear, I guess to hear what comes through. Um, So like if I'm really relaxed or if I'm in really good mood um, or just kind of like open to receive um, guidance and the words, they just come to me. So I think that's really cool because I've actually then like went back and read things and if I'm having like a tough day or, you know, we all have things that are going on, like sometimes I'll go back and read my poems or like my blog and I'll, I'll be surprised that those words are so um, like resonate with me still because, and I, and sometimes I'm surprised that I wrote them because obviously (laughs) they're like inspired from somewhere um, but they've still been like helpful for me. And as I think that, like it's like, yes, they could be helpful for so many other people who get to read them. So
1: oh my so yeah, God,
2: yes. really like I have no idea um, when I don't I don't ever like say I'm going to write on Tuesday afternoon or after mm-hmm. work. Like I just um, will write them in journals. like I said, or my phone. And then I have a um, separate journal where I'm starting to, like, once I go through all my other journals and find them, I'll write them down. Um, And a lot of them would come, like, as I was about ready to go to sleep. Like, I'll I'll, I'll write in bed some. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Well, and I think you really also like to be out in nature. I know you like to go hiking a lot and take walks or go running. And I think that, you know, if you're not necessarily listening to a podcast or something while you're doing that, it's a really good time for thoughts to flow. I know that happens for me. Sometimes I get into really deep thought when I'm out taking a walk or something too. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, I was going to say like the more present that you are, I think like the easier it is for the words to come to me.
1: Yeah, and I think that's a beautiful thing about writing, too, whether it's journaling or blogging or poetry or a story, is there's no, like, right or wrong way to do it. You literally can just write anything, and it can be just for you. You know, for many people it is, and it can be something, like you even said, that you go back to and you're surprised by, and it helps you in a way that you didn't expect it to later. Mm -hmm. And even better if you can reach other people with it. That I think, you know, for anybody out there listening who doesn't really feel like you're a writer, but you're maybe a little bit intrigued or want to try. I think that, you know, anyone can do this. Anyone can use writing as a tool to help you through a situation or just kind of open up your thoughts a little bit or something like that. And you don't have to have any experience. You don't have to have any training in it or anything like that.
2: Yeah, I would agree. And like, sometimes I've thought, oh, like, if I was going to do writing more, would I need, you know, like, I didn't go to college for writing, but I know that, you know, what I write without any training is good and helpful for me and for others. So yeah, just pick up a pen and see where what words come to you.
1: Yeah, Sweet. absolutely. I, yeah. I think I think that's awesome. And I'm so glad that you started doing that, because I feel like I have benefited from reading your writing, you know, and just enjoyed it as well. And so it's, it's awesome. So I'm, I'm very glad that you're writing. <laughs> yes,
2: thank you. Me too.
1: So do you have any plans to make any of your poetry public?
2: Yes. And I would love to, I really want to put it together in a book, um, just figuring out like how to do that. I know you just have to like start and type it up and <laughs> the rest <laughs> will come from there. Um, but I did submit three of my poems to the Indiana Poetry Society for their archive. So um, I haven't heard back, but I thought that was like a good step to get my um, poetry out there.
1: And yeah, that's awesome.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And then like the North Carolina Poetry Society, they have like different um, awards and like things that contest, I guess there's like contests that you could enter your poems in. So I've started looking at some of those and there is a really cool thing in North Carolina called um, Poetry in Plain Sight. And I think the submission is like in October or something. But if you're selected, your poet your poem goes on like a billboard or like throughout like the state of North Carolina in different Oh cities.
1: wow. That's so cool. Yeah.
2: So I think that would be really neat.
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. And just for anyone out there who doesn't know, Tracy lives in North Carolina, but she grew up in Indiana like me and we met at Purdue. So I've talked a lot on the podcast about how I love Purdue so much. And so that's where Tracy and I met actually at our favorite bar there, the Cactus, which if you've listened to past episodes, you've heard about as well. So just wanted to throw that out there for background since Tracy, you had mentioned both North Carolina and Indiana. Yes. Yes. A lot of fun times at Purdue. (laughs) Always. Um, So I don't think I really have any more questions for you. Well, I guess I just thought of one. Do you uh, have any, like, what are your most, uh, like what are your next plans for your writing or your blog or your podcast? What's coming up?
2: Um, So, I'm putting my poems all together, so hopefully there'll be a book coming up soon, and then just continuing my blog and
1: podcast. Yeah. Awesome. (laughs)
2: So yeah, I really enjoy doing them, and I like, um, I love it when other people enjoy it and are inspired and let me know, so it makes it worth putting my words out there. And another thing, like at first, like I said, in March, 2020, when I shared like my first post, it was like, oh my gosh, should I do this? Like, is anybody going to like it?
1: Yeah. I actually remember talking to you about you had thought that you might start a blog before you actually did it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And then once I did it, it was like, it was kind of, I wanted people to read it, but it was more for me too. Like, it, some people will like it some people won't but it's it's not like people are saying oh I don't like your work all I hear is good you know what I mean yeah like, comment so
0: so it's yeah. definitely
2: worth um, putting yourself out there if you're interested in getting started and um, I'd say too like my speaking isn't as good as my writing so like the podcast has helped with that as well. And just like being vulnerable in general and, um, sharing my thoughts and
1: yeah. Well, that's awesome. And I would have never thought that, that, you know, you, you thought your speaking wasn't as good as your writing. So, you know, yeah. Uh, I just think other people would probably never think that either, but you know, I think that you're a great speaker and a great writer. So yeah.
2: Well, thank you, Lindsay.
1: um where can people if anyone wants to find your blog or your podcast where can they find you okay so my
2: blog is beautyintheunknown.blog and then my podcast is on anchor and um, whatever the other ones are
1: i think apple, yeah spotify apple Podcasts, google <laughs> podcasts basically anywhere you listen to podcasts if you just search beauty in the unknown i think that's how i initially found it yeah. was just going to spotify and searching for it
2: yep that is correct and that is where you find it and my poetry is still not out there for everybody <laughs> but it will be coming soon
1: Yay. So I'll definitely give an update on here on living in a postcard when your poetry is available. And maybe you could even come back on and tell us a little more about the journey of getting there.
2: Yes, I would love that. That would
1: be so much fun. Well, this has been super fun. Thank you so much for being my first guest. And I loved talking to you on here. And Tracy and I talk on the phone all the time. So this is so fun. It's just really felt like a phone conversation between the two of us. Yes. Yes.
2: So, yeah, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. And yeah, I look forward to hearing more of your podcast. I enjoy those and your writing as well.
1: Oh, thank you. Well, I think that's about it for this episode. I'm going to wrap up and I have so many topics I want to talk about. So I'm not sure what the next episode will focus on. I do hope to do it sooner without another two month break in there. But some upcoming topics, I of course want to give updates on our house and how the decoration and all of that is coming along. And I want to tell a little more about our... Our summer road trip that we took up north to Andy's cabin in Wisconsin and to visit my family in Indiana, and just all kinds of other updates about. Uh, oh well, if you have been watching my Instagram stories at all, you might know that I am starting to work on my next book, which I'm so 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 excited. With everything that's been going on with Andy's and my engagement and wedding, and then moving into our new house and. Getting a new puppy. It's been like well over a year since I've written any new material. And so right now I'm going back reading uh, the first three books of this series, which none of them are published yet. They're all in draft stage so that then I can start writing the fourth and final book of the series. So those will all be some upcoming topics. But in the meantime, you can find me on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at Author Daisy Jordan. And I hope everyone has a great time until we talk again. Thanks for listening.